Hello everyone. Today we will talk about our nervous system and how to befriend it so we can have a better sadhana. And uh, this topic is closely connected to the controlling of the mind, the senses, and how to make it our friend and not him to be our enemy. I will start my class today with uh, reading one verse from Bhagavad Gita, sixth chapter, verse 10, and the commentary of Guru Maharaj, because it's very close to the idea I would like to elaborate on today and how it's really important to have more knowledge about our nervous system so that we can calm and uh, rest a bit the mind. So here is this verse 10 of uh, chapter 6. The yogi should always concentrate his mind on the self, remaining alone in a secluded place with mind and body controlled, free from desire and devoid of possessions. And the commentary of Guru Maharaj. In verse 10 through 13, Krishna explains how the yogi should sit for meditation. He should do so in a secluded, rahasi place, other than the fact that meditation itself involves entering the private power of the heart in utmost earnestness. The sense of this verse is that one should find a peaceful place, free from disruptive influences and conductive to spiritual practice. The yogi should be alone to tend to his mind with controlled senses. The mind must be free from distraction if one is to be successful in yoga. There are five mental planes or stages, only two of which are really conductive to yoga. Shipta refers to the mental plane in which under the influence of likes and dislikes, the mind becomes engrossed in material objects. Muda refers to mental drowsiness. Vikshipta refers to the restless condition of the mind. Ekagra refers to one-pointed concentration of the mind. Niroda involves the restraint of thought altogether. The planes of Kshipta and Muda are gover governed by Tamaguna they are not at all con conductive to the culture of yoga samadhi. Vikshipta is the influence of Rajaguna. This restless condition of the mind allows one to experience occasional samadhi. In this mental plane, the restless mind that is preoccupied with sense objects can sometimes concentrate in meditation. However, this dhyana is short-lived. It is in the stage of ekagra when the guna of sattva predominates. 
that the yoga practitioner can experience continued samadhi. This is known as samprajata samadhi, which Krishna is recommending the cultivation of here. In the mental stage of Niroda, all thought is restrained and one experiences asam prajata samadhi. This will be discussed later in the same chapter. One should practice meditation and bhajana with knowledge of these mental planes and judge one's success accordingly. So here the verse and uh, Guru Maharaj stress that if we want to have a good sadhana and progress in our spiritual life, we need to make our mind our friend and uh, have uh, these uh, higher mental planes on the stage of uh, sattva and not to be on these uh, planes which are governed by Tamaguna and Rajaguna. And uh, in our contemporary context in which we live, it's uh, a big issue for us to make the mind peaceful because we live in times in which our attention span is getting shorter and shorter. There is some cognitive research that says that in the last 15 years, our attention span, the ability to focus our attention has uh, decreased in about 20%. And now it's, it is like uh, eight seconds that we are able to concentrate and then we get distracted. So how to conduct our spiritual practice and our sadhana when we are living in such a context with all the digital stuff and uh, everyone who is living in a um, city context which uh, has his uh, its own agenda, so to say, and is provoking this tamastic and rajastic influence on us, it's very hard to be able to concentrate the mind and to be not in these planes of distraction. As here Guru Maharaj said, this kshipta muda engrossing material objects, drowsiness, this vikshipta which is total restlessness. And also, um, to set a bit the setting, to set the stage. There are other interesting research from modern day neuroscience, which says that it's very hard to multitask and that our mind is not uh, meant to multitask. And this is very um, taking its chance, <laughs> so to say it's uh, a bit ruining also our ability to be engaged in what we do. Because to be able to progress, we need to be emotionally engaged in our practice and to be able to be there, to be present. But when the mind is in these lower planes, in the influence of uh, Rajas and Tamas, it's very hard to engage ourselves. This is like a modern day anartha, such a mm, very subtle misbehavior that we are not able to engage. And uh, in the modern day context, when we have like a lot of uh, to-do lists and when, we, when you live in the city 
it's like from the beginning of the day to the end day and if you are a grihasta or having also another job and uh, many obligations duties we're constantly making it to one assignment then to the other we're constantly switching context and uh, this term some neuroscience has coined it and um, the idea is basically that our mind our brain is totally unable to refocus and to be able to be present in the task when there is switching of context so for example if i'm trying to chant if i'm trying to pray to meditate but at the same time i'm checking my phone or maybe i have a phone call and i'm answering it when i'm back to the context in which i was in the first place back to my sadhana and to my process it takes about 20 25 minutes there's one research that says so for the mind to be able to engage in the same way to be really focused in the first task or the first thing that we were doing so this constantly switching of context is totally decreasing our ability to be present and to dive deeper in what we are doing also we are getting more and more cognitive impatient this is another term from neuroscience in cognitive research we are un unable to focus all together and to dive deep in a subject and we're getting impatient, impatient, impatient. Mm, our mind is so restless that we need to change. Um, it needs variety, dynamic. It's totally unable to read one commentary of uh, the Gita, commentary of the Gita, because it's getting annoyed from this uh, whole details and all the details all the subject we're impatient and we want to skip to focus to read only the beginning and the end for example as we read some article on the harmonies for example and we're for us it's difficult to concentrate and to go slow and to read one sentence the next and more and more um, with this sense of uh, wonder and presence calmness it's getting really hard so in our modern day context we have such conditions cognitive impatience we have this context switching because we are connected to devices like a lot and uh, we're always looking at screens we have this short attention span which also it's getting in the way so in this modern day context it's really hard to make the mind peaceful because the environment is uh, totally making us uh, in this rajastic state 
this state of uh, like shifter in which we're restless. So how to be able to calm the mind to have this better sadhana? And um, as Guru Maharaj says here in the commentary, that one should practice meditation and bhajana with knowledge of these mental planes and judge one's success accordingly. So to be able to calm the mind from a perspective of uh, also um, modern day psychology and neuroscience, we need to address the state in which is our nervous system. Our nervous system is, um, we know that it governs uh, all the processes and uh, fight, flight, freeze, the stress response. And uh, here is something very important. We know that from our yoga practice, we know that our mind is governed by the senses, but uh, also these senses are the nervous system, which is communicating. And when our nervous system is agitated, when it is not in this uh, rest and digest state in which we are really calm, but um, for example, if uh, our nervous system is activated and is in this stress response, in this fight and flight mode, then automatically also our mind becomes very restless. So the mind and its movements is uh, totally connected also to the state in which is our body, the body and nervous system as a whole. And this is why um, there is one saying nowadays in the psychology, psychological community that the body keeps the score. When in the body is a lot of stress, trauma, emotional pain, some suppressed feelings, this is making the environment, our environment, the first environment in which we live, our habitat, a place of restlessness. It's uh, hectic, agitated, or we are numb. And our nervous system has these uh, mainly three modes, which, is, which are very connected to the idea of uh, tamas, rajas, and sattva. The influence is very good seen in the different stages of our nervous system. The first stage, when we are at peace, when we feel in rest, we are focused, we are calm, it's like the sattva. When we are in this fight and flight mode, agitated, restless, we want to move, we have this impulse, this is more rajastic. And when we are numb, when we feel this drowsiness or we're very um, having fatigue and like this, it's very tamastic. And uh, to be able to calm the mind, we need also to have knowledge and know how to regulate our nervous system. And when we regulate the nervous system directly, it influences our mind and its uh, ability to be present, the waves of the lake of the mind to be able to be cleared and to be calm. 
But uh, why our nervous system is so so much agitated? In also in this context in which we are living, as uh, a bit of uh, my previous month class discussed about the emotional pain and how we have like suppressed wounds in ourselves. This is one reason why our nervous system can be in this state. Because if we have a lot of repressed anger, sadness, feelings, emotions, this is making the body very agitated. This is like uh, energy blockages in the whole body, which make the nervous system be in this state of uh, constant fight, flight, or freeze, this lower, more, we can say a bit like domestic state, where also this drowsiness comes. If one suffers more of anxiety, fear, the nervous system goes also in this freeze mode, which is very, this drowsiness, fatigue, or such a restlessness that totally one cannot, uh, maybe cannot sit. Uh, as Guru Maharaj say, says, we need to walk the talk and we need to be able to walk in the right way so we can be able to sit down and to meditate. But when we are in this state of um, nervous system activation, agitated, it's very hard to sit down and to focus, to pray, to meditate. So if you feel a bit of, uh, feel these symptoms, this restlessness, agitation in your day, you feel that when you start to chant or just try to listen to a class or try to read something you go to you feel that your mind is totally out of place and you feel some stubbornness numbness or you feel agitation in your body this may mean that the nervous system is activated and uh, needs regulation if we try only with willpower to concentrate, to focus, just like uh, be more powerful that, than, than our mind and try to press it down and, okay, be here now, concentrate, try to be here, read, listen, chant. And this uh, hardly works. Uh, it doesn't work good because our body needs something to be able to switch the mode and when we try to fight it when we try to fight the mind try to fight our nervous system to fight it to calmness it won't happen because this makes more stress we are getting um, getting fixed getting fixed or we are trapped because we try by force to make our mind to concentrate, but this makes the inner conflict bigger because we are adding more stress to what we are feeling, to what we are experiencing in the body. So one reason for this uh, nervous system agitation and 
for the nervous system to be in fight, flight, freeze constantly, maybe such issues like emotional pain, suppressed feelings, some inner conflict or some outer conflict that is taking its hold on us. And other one other reason for this state can be constant busyness. If you're from the beginning of the day through the whole, whole day till the night in constant to-do lists, we have assignments, one task, then we go to the other task. And also, as I said, this context switching constantly we are doing one thing, checking for other thing. This makes a stressful event, a constant stressful event for us. Our whole day becomes one big round of assignment to do list task. And this makes our nervous system active the whole day. And sometimes in the name of being disciplined, to be able to uh, get everything done, to be able to make our normal day activities and also our sadhana, we are, maybe we, we can make very strict regime for us, very strict plan for the day. And if our nervous system, our body doesn't have the right amount of pauses, the right amount of uh, being just able to stop for a moment, to breathe, to be able a bit to switch in these calmer states, to get to the mode of rest and digest. This is also in the, maybe if we're like this for some time, and mostly, most of us maybe are hitting a row of uh, years in this constant busyness, in a hurry. This hustle culture maybe also impacts uh, our way of doing sadhana and we have this hustle mentality also uh, to do everything the right way. But uh, this can exhaust our nervous system, body. And when this happens, we are in a constant agitated state. Our nervous system starts to be constantly in this mode of agitation, keeping from one to 10, if 10 is the biggest activation and stress, we keep like score, three, four on a regular basis. Maybe I'm doing something not so stressful, but I feel that my mind, shoulders, stomach, they are like, uh, like this stuff. And we feel that we're, our muscles are tense. And this is a symptom that we are already in this state. And from this state, it's totally normal that our mind will be more restless. This is like, uh, as we said, senses, nervous system, mind. And when the nervous system is totally in this uh, agitation, it's normal that our mind will be more agitated. And why is this happening? Um, because when we're 
feeling this stress and uh, agitation in the body, stress mainly is that uh, our mind, our brain, the inner detectors, inner detectors feel that we are at risk, maybe that we are in some danger, that maybe something is happening, we have some situation that needs more resources, that we don't have the right amount of resources to go through the situation. And this is why our body goes into stress mode to give to, mobil to mobilize us. This mobilization helps to make more power so we have more energy to do the task. But if we're in this constant state, our brain mind start to think that we are in constant danger because the mind detects that the body is in this state of agitation, that something is not okay. And then the mind starts to focus what is not okay and starts to overthink. And when we are in this state of uh, long to-do list without these pauses to be able to recalibrate, to ground ourselves, our mind is restless because it wants to find a solution why we're in this stress. But when there is uh, no one situation that is making us stressed, but it's like the whole lifestyle that we're living, the whole environment in which we live, with these uh, things that I said, the busyness, always in, in the room, in a hurry, then our mind overthinks. And when we want to concentrate in our sadhana, to read something, to hear something, our mind starts to think of the other issues, problems, because it wants to find a solution to think, it, to think it through, so it's able to calm the nervous system. The mind wants to find a solution to say to the body, okay, I found it. So now we can rest, we can turn off this mode. But this uh, won't happen, doesn't happen, and our mind continues to be in that way. And if we don't have the, this knowledge and this uh, awareness, of this connection between our nervous system and our mind, we can feel very nervous or we can start to um, be less enthusiastic or to be in a worry what is happening or what is the problem, how, why I don't fix the mind. And in this way, as I said, we can start to add more stress because we are uh, making this um, mm, we are making more and more fighting we are making more stress because I push more okay something isn't wrong so my mind already thinks that something is not okay because the body gives this signal and then I consciously say that there is another thing that is not okay. My mind cannot fix itself. It's not calm. And this makes 
they should bigger and we are adding on one layer, next layer, and this makes our nervous system even more chaotic in a, in a way more agitated, more activated. Uh, and if we start to regulate our nervous system and be more aware of these processes, we can be more present, we can again start to engage more, to be able to dive more in the process, in hearing, in reading, in chanting, to be able to pray with deep sense and more emotionally connected. Because when our nervous system is uh, always in this agitation, in when time passes, we start to be more numb. Okay, I can hear something, I can see something, but we are like uh, dissociated from the things that we are hearing, from the things that are happening, because we are getting numb for this, uh, because we are so tense in the body. And this dissociation also makes us uh, more emotionally closed, emotionally not present. We don't have the emotional space to be able to dive in the sadhana. We can practice or try to practice, but it will be more in a superficial way because this is the like the ne next task on the to-do list. And I'm only in this uh, hurry business, my nervous system is totally only like going through it and we are in this automatic mode. So in this state, we don't have the possibility and uh, the emotional space. So what can we do to change this? How can we befriend our nervous system to have a better sadhana? and to calm the mind. We need to understand this idea, as I said, that uh, when we're in these states of activation, the nervous system, the mind, brain, body, they sense that we are in danger because we have perception, which is the ability to perceive things from the outer environment, to perceive, but we have also interoception, which means the ability to sense the feelings, the sensations in our body. And we have also neuroperception, which are the subtle ways and the subtle detectors of our brain nervous system that are constantly looking if there is danger in the environment, if we're safe here. Our body on the most basic instinctive level is always searching, looking, trying to answer, am I safe now? And when we are in this uh, constant stress, fight, flight, freeze, regardless of uh, maybe from emotional pain, suppressed emotions, or from this constant hurry, and to do this, our body senses that we are not safe, that we are in danger, that something is not okay. 
and uh, to be able to calm the nervous system on one basic level we need to find safety we need to feel secure this is like the instinctive desire of our material conditioning we want to be safe because we identify with the body we are mortal and we live in this fear and anxiety that something can happen and we know that in this world things happen and uh, when we already have lost this sense of secureness of um, being protected being safe it can be hard to regulate the nervous system and um, as a consequence also very hard to concentrate to calm down the mind because if our body thinks and feels that we are not safe that we're in danger then the mind becomes agitated and in this constant it is, it is in this constant process of trying to figure out what is happening and how to fix it how to feel safe again and this overthinking comes so we need to feel safe we need to feel again secure but this is not something only on the mental plane we don't need the idea that i am safe because maybe i can try to say to myself okay i'm a spiritual soul i'm mortal this is only a movie here i'm like uh, only watching it okay nothing nothing is happening to me but these mental ideas won't provide safety for the body the body will continue to have this uh, feeling because we need not theoretical knowledge we need to feel it we need some experience for this so to have our need nourished and to refill this inner tank of uh, safety and the body to be able to calm down to say to answer to the question okay now here i'm safe i'm not in danger so i can switch the nervous system to the other mode more sattvic to be able to go a bit more to this ekagara state one-pointed concentration mm. we need to feel the safety in the body and uh, it's very inspirational and uh, it can also make our enthusiasm go bigger uh, because we as devotees and uh, trying to practice and to have sadhana our sadhana can be the means to feel this secure feeling inside this sensation that i'm safe and in that way we can make the whole process of regulation uh, regulating the nervous system something that is beneficial to our progress not uh, only to have a jacuzzi for our body so that it can feel safe 
but we can add some more focus on this detail and doing our sadhana, doing our spiritual practices, uh, we can read, hear classes, we can meditate and pray, but connecting this need, trying to nourish this need of safety, to be safe by doing our sadhana. And how we can do this? We can try to be more able to, um, to set this goal, for example. Um, for example, when I pray, I can be a bit more focused also what is happening in my body, to try a bit more to ease the shoulders, to breathe a bit, to make two, three deeper breaths with uh, longer exhales, because when we exhale, this is uh, the way we activate the branch of the nervous system, which is connected to switching the modes and go to this more calm, peaceful state. When I try to listen to a class of Guru Maharaj, for example, I can try to be more present and to hear his voice, to be there and to see how his voice is making me feel inside. Maybe I can remember one other memory with him or something like this. Uh, when I'm offering the food or I'm preparing food for someone, I can try to be there and uh, engage the senses more, touching, seeing, connecting to, to the, connecting to the idea what I'm doing now, for whom I'm doing it, and that it's a playful, it's joyful activity, and that here in the moment I'm safe. And um, this can sound like normal stuff or that uh, it's common sense, but actually it's very helpful to connect the ideals of safety to the activities we are doing. If I connect my body when I'm chanting and really try to feel when I'm ch chanting how this impacts the feelings, the sensations in my body, this can make a change. This can make really to connect and my body to see, okay, really here I'm self, I'm safe and uh, here is Krishna. Here is also the devotees, Guru Maharaj is here in this world, I'm connected to them. And uh, if I feel that my body is not very receptive for these ideas and I try to make it uh, more peaceful and try to communicate to him that to it that okay you're now safe look everything is safe here but uh, in a way it's not working we need to be more specific as our acharyas in songs and uh, books they explain sometimes how they talk to the mind 
mind please change the names of Hari or oh mind please. So we can engage in this conversation. We can say to our mind, to our body, okay, now you're safe here. Look, it's safe. We can orient ourselves in, in the environment to see maybe the altar, we can see our mawa, we can see some devotional images, or just to see the environment in the temple room or in our room, in our house temple. And then um, this connects our body more to this feeling of safety. Sometimes when I'm working with uh, people which are Mm, which have been a lot in, a lot in these uh, restless states, if they try to calm the body and the mind, sometimes they're getting more nervous, they become more nervous. And sometimes this is because our nervous system, our brain, mind, for them, the idea to be calm, to rest, to be just okay here and now, it's uh, totally unacceptable. Why? Because if I feel that I'm in danger, that uh, I'm behind my everyday duties, that I'm mm, behind my uh, commitment for rounds for the day or rounds for the day that I'm not uh, doing the things that I should do or maybe I'm yeah uh, there's not enough time for doing everything in this state the idea just to calm down to rest to feel okay here everything is okay it's uh, totally anti-illogical for the mind because uh, if I'm in a hurry, if I feel that something important is happening or I haven't done something important, just to sit down and to calm down, uh, it's illogical because I need to be mobilized. Uh, I need this mobilization to keep me going. I need to be Hence, I need mm, this activation to keep me moving. Or if uh, already, uh, because of the reasons I explained, our body is feeling in constant danger, it would be totally unacceptable just to rest and to feel okay. I am here, everything is okay. Because for the body, for the mind, it's not okay. It's like putting our guard down if I try to calm. And that's why sometimes we need to um, explicitly to say to our body, to our mind, okay, you can rest now. I'm here. I will take care. Krishna is taking care. You can have this 10 minutes or one hour, and then we will do the other things. I will take care of you. You're safe here.
here and now. Just be with me, just be present. Please calm down for a bit. Put your guard down and let me protect you. Let Krishna protect us. And in that way, I don't know how it sounds to you, but uh, the practice is uh, really working and we can feel that our body is responding. Sometimes we can also negotiate with our mind. If it's not uh, okay to rest for 10 minutes or to be able to focus for 10 minutes to calm down, we can try to say to him, okay, is it okay for you, like for beginning to try one minute to be focused in this thing or one for one minute, please feel that you're safe. Let the guard down and let me take care. And uh, maybe one minute will be the beginning and we can feel that our body is saying, okay, I'm okay with that and I'm happy with that. If for me, it's okay. Let me be, we can make it like this. And uh, in that way, we can start to have a better relationship with our mind and body and to regulate our nervous system. We can also think of other rituals, how during our sadhana, we can make our nervous system calmer, how to regulate it, how to nourish this need for safety in the body, how to feel that Krishna is our protector, maintainer. Maybe we can try to have like everyday reminders for that, just to try to sit for five minutes and to think of the many situations in which Krishna has helped us, many, uh, how we can feel that uh, the devotees are maintaining us and contributing this uh, nest that is holding us, this connections, connection that we are feeling to pause and to feel this joy that uh, we have Guru Maharaj in our lives. And uh, that way, as I said, this material need coming from our material identification with the body and its fear that uh, it's not safe here, we can connect it to our devotional life and to be nourishing also our serving identity, our spiritual identity. We can think also for our ways how to um, how to nourish this need in a devotional way. But maybe um, it would be important for it to be like a, like a goal and try to see how our body is responding. This is the most important part that uh, it's not only a mental exercise. Okay, I'm thinking that Krishna is my protector. 
no, let me dive a bit uh, in this. Let me think of the many situations in my life or the sweet interactions between devotees or in serving and the joy I felt. And let this be the food for our need of safety. And our body will respond. Um, one of the ways our nervous systems get regulated is also by the voice speaking or hearing. And for, for sure, we all have experienced when someone is talking, or for example, Guru Maharaj, when he's talking and how only when you're maybe restless or going through stuff during the day, but if you put sometimes on, um, only on the phone, like a class of Guru Maharaj, and when you hear his voice, and already you feel that something is happening in the body, that it's getting calmer, something is switching. Or when we listen to a kirtan, and something is switching in the body, we feel this tension going away, we feel that uh, something is releasing here. And that way, we are directly experiencing nervous system regulation. And the idea is to be conscious of this process and to try to utilize it, to make it um, everyday experience, to make more such anchors during the day when we doing our sadhana, going through tasks, tasks, be able to pause, to feel, to redirect the attention, to be able to engage in such thoughts, actions, images in the mind, or to engage our senses in these uh, things that can regulate our nervous system. Also, yeah, like breathing, like longer exhales, Sometimes we can dance also in kirtan, be more playful during the day, to put some nice kirtan and to try to dive to that, to have one, two minutes of dancing, to chant, maybe we can sometimes um, sing along, doing kirtan alone in our houses, or with the spouse, or these are all ways in which we can nourish the need of safety. As I said, this uh, material need of the connected to our material identification, but in a way that this can help our sadhana and nourish it in a way that strengthens our faith and give us more resources, give us more strength, resilience, and uh, yeah, basically this is what I wanted to share, the relation between our mind and nervous system and how we cannot calm the mind only with willpower because that way most to, mostly we are making it our enemy. Okay, why you don't calm now? I will make you calm, concentrate, but this is adding only another layer to the first layer that 
our nervous system is feeling that we are not safe, something is not okay, not the right thing, not the, it's not right, something, it's not okay, not, not going okay. And then I add only the second layer, yes, not only that, but this is also not okay. And I want to control it, I want to fix it, but it's uh, not happening. So we need a smarter approach. We need to know our need of the body, of the mind, safety, security, and try to add it in our everyday practice to nourish this need by thinking, by doing things, by meditating on, by connecting our senses to things related to Krishna, Guru and the devotees. And that way, our nervous system can be nourished in the most substantial, sustainable, substantial way, connecting ourselves to the reservoir, to the fountain of security and safety, our spiritual life and uh, Krishna, Guru and the devotees. And that way we will feel that our mind like uh, by itself, it's starting to get more peaceful, more calm, not by our willpower, but by nourishing the need. And if you're feeling these symptoms, as uh, here in the verse was uh, said, these uh, three mental planes, muda, drowsiness, kshipta, engrossed in the stuff of the everyday life, vikshipta, this re restlessness. If we feel in constant hurry that we are always behind the things that we are doing, if we feel that uh, our mind is constantly overthinking something and we want to concentrate, but it goes and goes to one second task. Uh, we feel tension in our shoulders, stomach, jaw, jaw. And uh, all this is a symptom that we have this agitation in our nervous system. More tamastic, more adjustic influence, fight, flight, freeze and to be able to overcome this we need to regulate our nervous system it won't happen by willpower or only trying to, um, to concentrate harder or only trying on the mental plane to have more thoughts because as we said the body keeps the score it needs something that can make an experience a sensation in the body but uh, it's so beneficial and very, um, very nice that our sadhana, everything that we are doing from hearing, chanting, singing, cooking, everything, this, uh, any of these activities is also nourishing for the body, nervous system, vagus nerve, which is this control center and device in the nervous system for switching from one state to the other. By chanting, 
it gets uh, it gets activated and regulates the nervous system by hearing the nice voices of the devotees and Guru Maharaj. Also, it's calming down. And like this, we can um, nourish also our spiritual identity by strengthening our faith, by making this basic need of security and safety, which is uh, giving us so much fear and anxiety when it's not nourished and filled. Mm. By this way, knowing these uh, ideas, these concepts, we can We can feel it, this void inside, this void that we are not safe and we can, as a consequence of that we feel fear, anxiety and they are taking control of our mind. We can feel this need by our sadhana and it uh, happens more easily when we put this uh, conscious effort by knowing this relationship with the nervous system and how to regulate it with the things we already do, but in a more focused way and seeing how our body reacts and to communicate with it, to be able and to pay attention to the moments when we're hearing to a class and chanting and how our body is responding and to say to it, okay, calm down. I'm here for you. Krishna is here for us. It will be safe. Give me this one hour, give me these 10 minutes to finish my rounds and to pray more or to listen to this. Then I will take care of the other stuff. I'm here for you. Krishna is here for us. Take your guard down. Trust me. And try try this out. Communicate with your body, with your mind. See when it go, how it goes. Uh, contemplate, observe the different states of the mind, of your nervous system during the day. When in when it's in fight, flight, freeze, numbness, or more agitation, and try to focus on the need of safety in the ways we discussed and see how as a consequence of that without fighting the mind is getting calmer yes cherishing sadhana more really cherishing uh, there was one some neuroscience that said that we need like 17 seconds to dive in some experience so that it can have it can have impact and some feeling sensation in the body. So we need to dive more, to pay more attention, to connect the senses and to feel how our body reacts, to make one two bigger, longer exhales, exhale, and to see what is happening. Thank you for your attention. I hope that something will be helpful in the things I said. Lunch out at the